Hello, and welcome to the Badass Business Squad podcast, where I help entrepreneurs like you feel lit up in their businesses by connecting them with the best community, education, and business strategy. I'm your host, Katrina Widener. Tune in each week for bite-sized episodes where I'll share implementable advice, interview guest experts, and highlight key takeaways from real hot seat meetings inside the Badass Business Squad group coaching program. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Badass Business Squad podcast. My name is Katrina Widener, and I'm really excited because today we have Allison Sugahara on. I'm really excited because today we are going to be diving into social media sustainability. We're talking about how to create a social media strategy that does not lead to burnout, which I feel like is so important as entrepreneurs. So thank you so much, Allison, for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I love the internet for this reason, being able to kind of (laughs) get to know other people on a deeper level outside of just our social channels. Should I go ahead and say a little bit about who I am? (laughs) Yeah, yes, please dive in. Okay, I'm Allison. I am the owner of Polygon Market, which is a creative marketing agency based in Bay Area. We focus mostly on building brands websites, but also a heavy focus on marketing strategy. And so that's kind of put me in a position of being more of a community builder and content creator now. So what I'm doing is transitioning into being a full-time creator so that I can kind of help our small business community. I am really excited about the fact that you are a marketer with a marketing agency talking about let's avoid burnout in our marketing (laughs) Because I feel like normally the topic is like, all right, I'm going to teach you something new to add to your to-do list. And instead, we're going to really be diving into how to, I don't know, maybe take the pressure off of what you're doing. (laughs) Completely. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. And I could talk about this stuff all day because I live in the marketing world where all we're getting is people telling you how you should be doing something and all of the things you need in order to create a successful brand because we have so many resources available. I just don't think that there's only one way to do something anymore. And especially since we all operate so differently and there's a lack of accessibility in the way so many people preach about how to show up on social media. I want to make it more approachable for people because as long as you're showing up authentically, however that means to you, you can have success. Yes, 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 yes. I agree with everything that you're saying right now. <laughs> so my very first question is just, where did this passion really start from? Was it a personal experience? Was it seeing a lot of your clients suffer through this or maybe a combination of both, to be perfectly honest? Yeah, it was kind of a combination. I think COVID really jump-started that feeling because I used to be the marketer that was so gung-ho and would teach people how to curate the perfect Instagram feed, like barf, right? Which if you do that, by the way, that is amazing. And that's so awesome. But I realized that's not my cup of tea. And I realized how limiting that is for a lot of people as well. And so I think reaching a level of burnout pre-pandemic was kind of the spark for me. But then once we got into COVID specifically, where people are having to be online all the time, now we're spending so much time on our phones. There's this kind of desensitivity almost. We've all become desensitized to real connection, I think. So it took a mental toll on a lot of people. Additionally, my grandma had passed away and I immediately went into this dark hole where I wasn't able to perform. 
And a lot of what we're doing when we're showing up online, it's taxing, right? To have to do and perform for so many people in order to get sales. And it just became this rat race that felt exhausting. I was kind of like, where's my creativity again? I need to tap back into that. And so having that experience myself, but then also understanding the pain points of our clients and realizing, well, I'm not the one that lives in your day to day as a business owner. I can't pull the magic. You're the magic. So maybe there's a way for me to help empower you as a creator versus us trying to suck it out of you and put it on social media just to be there, you know? And so it was a combination of a lot of things. I think it started to really resonate when I started venting about it on TikTok. That's really how I started going on this path of just, you know, I'm going to vent. It's really therapeutic for me to get on TikTok and scream into the void about all the things I hate about social media as a marketer. A couple of videos went viral and I'm like, okay, there's a lot of people who feel the same way I do. Thank goodness. <laughs> Honestly, I'll even say this is validating for me to listen to because I've had instances where I have vented on Instagram about Instagram and been like, do you guys know what I'm talking about? Do you know how I feel? And like, I get a lot of validation. People have been like, yes, yes, yes. But I also get people who are like, I don't understand. You own a business. Why are you annoyed with the fact that you have to market your business? That's just part of your business. It's not the fact that I don't like talking about my business, but it's the rat race, right? It's yeah. the pressure. I show up on Instagram now and I'm like, this is literally a unthought habit, right? This is not intentional. This is just mindless. I pull up Instagram and I'm like, there's nothing on here I want to consume. Yeah. And if it's become this thing where it's a habit that has no purpose, but it, even further than that, it actually isn't bringing me what it used to bring me because I'm just feeling like I'm getting bombarded by, by this, by this, by this, by this. Even the people who I'm like, oh, I find it fun to follow you. And then there's 30 ads in there. And I'm not like shitting on anyone's career where you want to make money, you want to market. I totally understand that. Market yourself. If you're an influencer, have ads and get money and support yourself and your family and your dreams and your lifestyle. But it means that I don't love being in those places anymore. Yeah. So I love this topic, both on the marketer side, but also from the consumer side, because it can lead to burnout as a consumer too. Totally. Yeah. That's such a good point because we're consumers as well, right? Yeah. And understanding your own habits and realizing how you're consuming the content and realizing, okay, if I'm not even enjoying it, then how can I create a space, one, where I'm having a good time showing up, it feels good to me to show up, but two, it maybe makes other people feel good because you're living in that yes. feeling is good. You know, that's the sweet spot for me because I totally agree with you. I think that when you have platforms like Instagram, where now they're trying to implement all these creator tools, which is fantastic. It again, though, is kind of taking us into this place where our lives and everything we do has to become content. And I don't necessarily feel comfortable doing that all the time. <laughs> right. It's funny because I was talking to someone earlier about the fact that I have several Instagram accounts. Like I have my work account, obviously my Katrina Doutwinder account. And I'm a member of some communities. I'm a Tuesdays Together co-leader. So I've got Tuesdays Together account. I have my private personal account that is under a different name. That's not super easy to find. I also have a bookstagram where I just post about the books I read because I am a big book nerd. It's so interesting when you get into that world and you're like, I'm not loving what I'm putting out and I'm not loving what I'm taking in. 
I love the way that you described that. How can I have fun creating content, but also how can I create content that's fun to consume? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. So we could probably wax poetic on this forever. (laughs) I know. (laughs) If we are actually talking about implementing this idea of creating a strategy that doesn't lead to burnout, where would you start giving advice to someone who's like, this is what I want. This is what I'd like to actually have for myself and my business. Yeah. I don't like to tell people exactly what to do because again, there's no one size fits all method, right? So I'm always just expressing, here's what I did. And maybe you can take something from that. So when I kind of got into that mode of, I don't want to do this anymore, I started thinking about reprogramming my mind and how I show up on social media, how I consume social media, how I want to present my information, whatever. And that in and of itself was already a journey because I had already been posting sparingly. I left the platforms for like months at a time. And I would never recommend that to my clients. But honestly, if you're feeling like so burnt out, sometimes you have to step away for a long period of time. We forget that as artists in a sense, right? Because I think a lot of business owners tend to be very creative people. So when you are pulling from this place of creativity, you don't know when it's coming. So I think having to reprogram your mindset around how you originally thought or were taught about how social media operates, take a break for a second. Just reconnect with that person back in your childhood days that used to love painting or get back into things that spark your creativity outside of thinking about it from a content perspective. That's the first thing that helped me, I think. And then now I feel like I'm in a groove, but it, some people go faster, some people go slower. It took me like a whole year to get to a point where I'm finally feeling good about the content I'm creating and posting. And I still have a problem with consistency. So I would say tap back into your creativity and also figure out what your capacity actually is in the beginning. You can always build up, but especially when you're implementing habits, right? You want to start with one thing. Yes. Not like 10 things. (laughs) (laughs) This is exactly how I approach it. So you're saying all these things. I'm just like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Because (laughs) we never really think about this idea that content creation can come from a place of inspiration, right? Coming from creativity. When we think of artists and their muse, right? It's not just like, all right, I'm creating something out because I have to. And we're told that we need to post consistently and there needs to be X amount of this type and X amount of this type, and X amount of this type. And are you posting a reel every single day? Cause that's how your brain's going to get big. Instead, I never posted a single reel on my account until I saw something that felt really inspiring. And I was like, oh, that's fun. I have an idea for how to do this. Yeah. And doing that allowed me to dip my toe into it. And then I still didn't post another reel for like two years. <laughs> I have a couple of reels from 2020 and then just recently started diving in more because I found things that connected to me that inspired me that made it feel fun to approach as opposed to I'm doing this because I feel like I'm being told to and I feel like I should. Totally. And when we're looking at the energy of what you're doing too, not only is it not exciting or exhilarating or you're not in that flow state when you're doing it so you don't feel great, But the people who are looking at it are going to be like, all right, well, this wasn't my favorite. This doesn't grab me because that energy change isn't there. Totally. And if you're pushing and forcing and putting pressure on yourself and doing all these shows, it's going to feel bad for everyone, really. Yeah. And I think too, because we're inundated with so much content, it's like 
we don't need to just put content out for the sake of putting content out. We don't need any more content. We have enough content. And then when you think about too, like what you said in terms of you have to post every day in order to grow. Well, why are we so fixated on vanity metrics? Right. If this is a lifelong journey, if I'm trying to be a business owner up until the point that I want to retire, because I'm not trying to go back to a full-time job at this point, right? It's a marathon. You can't actually sustain posting every day. And if you can, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) And if you can too, I also always want to normalize for people that account that you're comparing yourself to who does post every day. You don't know what their life's like. Yeah, You don't know. Maybe they're posting literally to become an influencer where their content is their product, right? Mm -hmm. For someone like you or me, we're posting to get awareness and possibly get people to purchase, but maybe that is their content. Or maybe they are the type of person where this comes really naturally, comes really easily, and this is their fun thing to do when it's not your fun thing to do. Or there's so many different parts of this too, where also maybe that person who's posting content every day has amazing numbers and zero clients. They got a lot of followers, but no one's converting. And so to make those assumptions just feels like it's not serving you and your best self and your goals Yeah, to be like, well, I'm going to operate based off of what someone else is doing. Completely. It's interesting too, because with social media now and the opportunity available, everyone can thrive in their respective spaces. So actually it doesn't really matter if somebody posts every day, that wouldn't compare to you because if you don't create content that way, then you're already automatically put in a different bucket. So I think it's easy to be able to get sucked into a vortex where you feel like you're different or you're alone in that way or other people are growing around you and nothing's happening for you. But really it's like, no, no, no. If you don't see the space where you can thrive, that means you have the opportunity to create it. I understand the opposition because we all live in that world sometimes, but... The other side is that the internet was created so we could have all these opportunities to share information with each other. Yeah, it's really just going back to the basics in some ways. And I feel like social media is one of those things that we like started rolling this ball down the hill that all of a sudden it got away from us and now it's over in the next town. And we're like, wait a second, that was something I initially was trying to have control over, at least trying to make work for me. And now it's just completely has a life of its own and it's going off doing its own thing. And I'm just like, all right, I get to choose how I operate from here on out. Yeah. And when we think of how social media first started, it was just such a different landscape. Completely. And I kind of enjoy when I get back to the roots of that. I have an Instagram account that is just a bookstagram because that's fun. Oh, totally. Do you remember when Instagram was just fun and there was no pressure to put any like marketing out there or I have to do this many posts or whatever it is. It was just fun. Yeah. And... It's been funny because creating this quote unquote fun account has allowed me to have more fun in my business account then. (laughs) I love that. I think being able to compartmentalize it too helps a lot, you know, because we manage social media for other profiles and I have a couple profiles as well. It's helped me really detach from just the way that we've gotten in the habit of mass consumption. I feel the same way. It just... I know the whole point of this 
episode is to talk about creating a strategy that doesn't lead to burnout. And I guess the strategy is just like, do whatever you want. <laughs> That's seriously my motto. My videos on TikTok are just kind of debunking what other people are saying or just reiterating many times that whatever you hear is not the sole way to do something. And I usually end with do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Yeah. You can do whatever you want on these platforms. Just do it. And then go out willy-nilly. I actually do like a chicken before the egg. Instead of creating the content on a piece of paper, and some people work that way too, that's totally fine. I create the content first based on what I'm inspired by and just do it in the moment. And then I take my content library that I've created and then I go, what can I do with this? (laughs) How can I repurpose it? You know, where can I put it now? I have the exact same way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, ooh, this sound that I heard in a video that isn't even in a reel made me think of a reel I could do. So I'm going to make up my own sound for this reel. But now how am I going to fit into my marketing calendar? What am I going to make out of this, et cetera, et cetera. It also reminds me of when I talk about marketing with people, there are so many very intense, advanced marketing techniques out there, or even just intimidating marketing techniques or just a sheer number of marketing techniques. The way to book sales is you get a consult call and then you book the sale from the consult call. It's actually very, very simple the way that you like have a sales funnel. Yeah. You have a consult call and then you book people from the consult call. <laughs> and we don't have to, if we don't want to, have this five email welcome sequence or be like, I have this incredibly complicated funnel that goes through Dubsano and leads mm-hmm. through XYZ or I'm showing up on Facebook and I'm doing YouTube and I'm doing all these things. When we boil it down to what a sales funnel actually is, it's like booking a call to getting the sale. Exactly. And so it's like, well, what's a social media strategy? Well, it's just making content and putting it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't matter what type of content. It doesn't really matter when or how or where, as long as it's something that feels really good to you and feels really aligned to you. Completely. And based on your capacity, right? If you're mm-hmm. super overwhelmed, but you have the energy to create enough content to get traction, you don't have maybe the budget or the bandwidth to create a website, for instance. All you'd have to do in your call to action in your bio is like DM me, you know? Yeah. Right? There's just so many ways you can simplify the process based on your own capacity. And I'm such an advocate for simplifying any process, but I envy the people that have the big workflows and I want to get to that point. I can't tell you how many times I've taken courses on building workflows So I know how to do it and I've done it for challenges. But then the amount of effort that goes into it too, you're like, do I really want to do this every time? Because it's going to change again. Not really. (laughs) So I stopped doing that. And now it's just a link in the bio and an intake form. It's the easiest thing, right? I just purchased product from somebody who doesn't have a website, local business owner who has lip gloss. I commented a question. She immediately DM'd me and I purchased three lip glosses. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Everyone's like, marketing made simple. I was like, marketing made simple is just doing simple marketing. (laughs) (laughs) Marketing made simple is like a conversation and being like, hey, want this bracelet I made? Cool. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. It's like, hey, I think you'd be a good client. Cool. You do too? Excellent. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) if you had one last message that you wanted to give to anyone who's listening to this what would be like the ultimate takeaway for them? 
It's so cheesy. But seriously, if you want to find a way to be a little bit more authentic, again, tap into the things that make you happy and really assess your own capacity. I think we live in a very unique time right now where humanizing a brand is more exciting for people because we're craving connection so badly. So be yourself, wholeheartedly be yourself, show up as yourself. Doesn't mean you have to be transparent about everything. You don't have to show everybody your entire deck of cards, but it's okay to show up on camera in your pajamas. It's okay to do something that has nothing to do with your business for the sake of seeing if it works or for the sake of bringing you joy. So that's probably my ultimate takeaway is always go back to not just being yourself, but cultivating your own joy. That has never steered me wrong. I really appreciate that final note because I feel like it's very, very important and also just so aligned with a lot of the values that I love to hold for myself, but also share with my clients. So thank you so much for coming on here. I really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I love talking about this stuff. (laughs) Okay. So really, really quickly before we hop off, would you mind sharing with everyone where they can find you if they'd like to connect after the call? Of course. So I'm definitely on TikTok. Um, Sugi, no filter, S-U-G as in grandma, I, no filter. That's also my personal Instagram. If you want to follow my business though, that's Polygon Market, www.polygonmarket.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If what you heard was impactful in any way, it would mean the world to me if you left a review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And if we aren't friends on Instagram yet, come join the party at katrina.widener or come visit the website at katrinawidener.com.